bandwidth for erotic awakening is provided by Obsessed Slut and Miss P, Australia's most dobbin dodger dundrungos, who give Ned Kelly a run for his niggly icky in it, as well as a diddle demon dingo dinkus dirty. Welcome to Erotic Awakening, an educational and entertaining exploration of all things erotic. From sacred sexuality to fetishes, power exchange relationships and leather life, BDSM to polyamory, as well as simply fun kink. Each week, we bring you a diverse offering of erotic life in its many forms. This podcast includes frank discussions of highly sexual topics. If you are offended by this type of content or prohibited by law, we recommend you stop listening right now. So uh, stick around to find out how to revive her drive. That was a fantastic interview that we did with Susan Bratton, mm-hmm. the uh, CEO of Personal Life Media. And uh, we actually, as listeners of the podcast know, we do um, product reviews. We have a tendency to be pretty straightforward and pretty well, yeah. blunt. And uh, she rolled with the punches that we threw out and she did it <laughs> right back. So and I don't usually think of hard questions to ask people. I'm usually nice, but... Uh, I, I think I came up with a. She answered it really good, though. She did. So, she did. Awesome. So we have that. We have a live uh, in uh, cyber studio audience, <laughs> so to speak. And uh, we have a question of the day, which I have to, we forgot to actually do the part where we decide what we're doing first. Oh, yeah, we did. So we thought with the question of the day. <laughs> Sounds good. So, uh, so one of our uh, listeners from California, uh, Sunshine, she says, she is going to her first leather event, and uh, she hears it's a different decorum, and people can't just wear leathers. They're supposed to earn their leathers and all uh-huh. that kind of stuff. And so she's wanting to know what to wear. So, and we actually had this. We had our um, house members go with us to GLLA, and some had been to uh, South, is it Southwest Plains? It's the international contest. Mm-hmm. Some had been to Dallas with us, and. You know, and the ones that went to Dallas with us, they were wanting to know what to wear. And uh, the ones that were new to GLLA wanted to know what to wear. Because it is a little different than the kinky sure. the kinky event. So, you know, the kinky event, you can pretty much wear anything from nothing to fetish to, you know, whatever. Just about everything goes. Mm-hmm. You know, some people wear their pajamas. and But at a leather event, it's usually a little more, mm, I'm not even sure what word to use. But there is a lot of leather. We've mentioned uh, before that S&M stands for stand, stand and model. Yes. Uh, you know what? I, just make it easy on yourself. One, go to the website and see, is there a formal, what am I supposed to wear, what am I not supposed to wear? The only thing it's probably going to say is where you must be dressed in what we call grandmother rules. Right. Which is uh, something that you could wear out on the street, street legal, not going to make it every go. In a bar, yeah. Highway. So, yeah, in the lobby. Right. Um, other than that, wear whatever you want. I don't know, we go to leather events, we go to kink events, we go to sacred sexuality events, wear whatever you're comfortable wearing. Mm-hmm. You know, this, no one's going to say, oh, you can't come in dressed like that. Right. It's, it's wear whatever you want to wear. People normally loosen up a little bit, show a little more cleavage, maybe wear that corset they haven't worn. Mm-hmm. Um, You'll see a lot more uh, denim, a lot more Levi's. You'll see a lot more leather. Um, as for the, the earning of leather, that's, that's true. 
but a lot of people buy their leather now, so you can wear a leather vest. You can wear leather. The only thing that you have to keep in mind is that if it's earned leather, you can state it's earned leather. If it's mm-hmm. bought leather, you just don't state that it's bought, you know, that it's earned leather. So that, that's the difference between that. Yeah, and, and I tell you, that I don't know how many events we've been to, but, you know, I normally wear – I would say over the last couple of years, I've always worn a leather vest, either a mm-hmm. house vest or the GLA vest. Uh, I wear my leather boots, I wear my belt, I wear this, I wear that. And I've never, ever, ever had anybody say, how much of that leather you're wearing, is that earned or was that made or did you just buy it from the store? Right. Don't sell yourself for something. It's not, but, but <laughs> <laughs> the funny thing is, this one keeps coming up over and over again. Mm-hmm. It's just not that big well, you're a guy, I think. So, I mean, I can remember my first event, you know, and going to um, Mystique. Remember Mystique? Long time ago and going, oh, my God, what do I wear? What do I wear? You know, and, and I think I ended up wearing a piece of fabric wrapped around me because she was going in toga style. <laughs> so, you know, so I, you don't know. Yeah, sexy Sadie has it right on the money. Huh. Nothing. <laughs> And if you're in, yes, and if you're if you're in the if you are behind the um the blocked off area, that is certainly an option. So we recently we went to uh, a mass meeting in a Panera Bread in Cleveland. What did you wear? What did I wear? I wore my my black boots that I absolutely love. My black skirt, white blouse, and my house meta vest. And then then now that was at a public venue. That was at a public venue. Um. So, of course, you wear clothing appropriate for the public venue. Then mm-hmm. we went to a, a party in Cleveland with a group called Smart. Um, and that's how we spent our last weekend. And I have to stop there and mention the Polish food. Oh, my God. It was so stuffed. It was uh-huh. pathetic. It was horrible. I forget the name of the place that um, the Smart leaders took us to in Cleveland. University? It was University Inn, but it yeah. was also called some, or something. something like that. Yeah, excellent food. Had a great time up at Smart, though. Oh, you know what? We just went blast right past that question of the day. Apparently it's done. We did. So, yeah, just wear what's comfortable. And, uh, I, 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 yeah, I don't know what else to say. So. I do not recall. I recall seeing Sexy Sadie at GLOA. Mm-hmm. And I never recall seeing her wearing nothing, as she implies that she does. That's true, unless we just didn't recognize her with nothing on. <laughs> <laughs> It's very strange, actually. I, I remember the first time, very, very, very first play party, maybe the second play party we ever went to. And, mm-hmm. and a guy came up to me, and he was naked, and he had some piercing through his dick, mm-hmm. and he was telling me about this newsletter that he publishes. Oh, and, yeah, I remember that. And I have to admit, years ago, back then, I was very much <laughs> just standing and nodding and listening to him, but I was sitting there thinking, dude, you're naked. <laughs> naked, oh, my God. <laughs> It takes a little. Um, takes a little practice and a little, little walking yeah. to the fears to do something like that. <laughs> so so. Apparently, sexy Sadie's advice about wearing nothing was not for her. It was for <laughs> sunshine. Uh, I don't know about that. Still have more people joining the chat room, so uh, and joining the live show. Hope we. Don't fuck it up too bad. Can't edit it now, huh? <laughs> like we edit it at uh, <laughs> all anymore. <laughs> so you may have noticed that we have, uh, if you are following us on The Fat Life, um, you may have noticed that we have pictured, posted some new pictures lately. Those came from our good friends at McManus Studios uh, in West Virginia. Yes. 
and uh, man, they just came out fantastic. They did, and it was a uh, it was a uh, um, it was a quick session, so it's not even like there was a lot of posing or anything like that. So I mean, it's not that it was super speedy, as in get in get out, but it was just very professional. So there wasn't a lot of retakes, there wasn't right, a lot of anything right. like that. So and very this, professional. This, and pose like this, yeah, and, and it all turned out very well. So we want to do a little shout out to McManus Studios, and if you need, and it's so nice to be able to get fish photography. And not feel all funky about it because, like, you go to your local or whatever mm-hmm. person. Uh, they have very much had uh, their portfolio had a bunch of naked people in it mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff. And it's like, okay, they're not going to look at me weird for wearing my well. They also well, you, they took the picture of your master's cover pictures and the one of Susie. Didn't <laughs> <laughs> look at you funny with that either. So, but it was great. I mean, and these are the qualities that we could use those for our bio promo pictures as well, too. So that would be awesome. Yep. So uh, we're going to get to our topic really quickly, apparently. It seems like it. Uh, but tell me, who is this person that's taking more technical pictures? Oh, their name is Ruby Rome on FetLife. And um, they sent me a, a just a, a whole slew of different types of pictures. So some of them were real octopuses, and some of them were of, like, knitted octopus hats. And one was of a knitted octopus mask. It kind of looked like a Zoidberg. <laughs> I thought that would be cute. So they get a knitted hat, and, and it's got a little Zoidberg face on it from Futurama. So that would just be really cute. Are you going to get it? Maybe. <laughs> but I want you to wear it. <laughs> I don't know if I can get you to wear it. I, well, I was just wearing a dress a week ago. I think I'll wear anything. <laughs> So, well, I also had some um, ideas sent to me by uh, the team that co-topped me, and they were talking about, so I've had people actually send me advice on how to really put together a real theme, Mm -hmm. you know, and they were saying, you know, filling uh, pantyhose with different things so that it was like tubular and then would weight down and then use the duct tape little patches on it. So that when it like slapped across your thigh, it would stick and go <laughs> as it pulled off. That'd be so cool. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's funny we we play you and I, and maybe mm-hmm. some of our audience members, and maybe some of our listeners play, meaning they seen or they sexual play mm-hmm. or whatever. And uh, ever since we had the interview with Nailin many episodes back about setting the scene. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'm reminded it's you know it's more than just break out the floggers or the canes or the dildo or, or the massage oil, whatever your style of play is. Mm-hmm. But making sure you set that scene, set that mood, set that tone for things, right? Absolutely. Uh, everything from the the voice that you use, mm-hmm. the music you're playing, the color, the color of incense, <laughs> sense of incense. So, and well, you and I have never really role played before. You know, we've right. talked about it, but we've never really, I mean, we've done the setting of the scene. We've done the change, the light color in the uh-huh. bedroom, right. and, you know, when it's time to scene, and this, the leather candle, you know, things like that. So, But we've never really role-played, like, pirates and winches and, you know, things like that. Right. For I the wonder, most part. For the most part. And I think the problem is that when you and I do that kind of, well, LARPing kind of role-play thing, uh-huh. it's, it's done in a, Rated G environment. So yeah. it's a little weird. I don't know. Maybe I'm not good at it. Um, we haven't tried. We could try. We need an X-rated LARP. You know what? I've got that all designed. <laughs> <laughs> Just no time. Hmm. Calendar. 
Brett and Gargamel. Love it. <laughs> I mean, we could do that. <laughs> I want to brush up on my um, Smurfs. <laughs> um, so what else do we want to say, honey, before? Well, you know what? We're just about ready to get into this topic. Uh, if you would like to tell us what we should be saying, you could get a hold of us via the webpage on the Got Comment form or on the Twitter, mm-hmm. Dan and Don. So, and also by voicemail, 206-309-0054. Well, one of them was Sunshine. Oh, right. And, right. And then one of them was um, someone from D.C. following through with uh, looking for events going on. Yeah. Nice so, yeah. The, the voicemail gets and, and, you know, people, and I tell you what, I have to admit, I reach, I get about five to ten letter emails mm-hmm. or messages via set life a week yeah. from people. They don't want to be question of the day. They just want advice or thoughts or feedback right. and connections, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, that's really beautiful. That's a beautiful thing. It's really neat that we can reach out and touch some people. And some people we get to see more than once, and some people become, uh, I mean, we... Regulars. We, regulars, <laughs> yes, we, we, we uh, uh, jokingly use the word stalkers. So sexy Sadie kind of likes it. So, <laughs> but um, yeah, and you know, if you end up writing us asking questions, they don't have to be put on the podcast. So I had someone write me yesterday, and in the first line said, you know, I'm looking for your advice. Please don't put this on the podcast. Sure. So you know, it was very private, and they were just looking for advice, and figured I had some experience in it, and you know, we just had a conversation. So we don't have to put it on the podcast. Yeah. No, no, no. So I see we still have uh, a few people hanging out in the chat room um, and then a couple people on. You know, I wonder if, if we're quiet. Will anyone speak up and prove that we actually have a live audience? <laughs> I don't know. Bunny would enjoy the... Uh, <laughs> Bunny would enjoy if I did the buffering gag. We're, we're so mesmer- mesmerized by your voices. We don't know what to oh. say. Well, there oh. you go. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Who's that? Who's that? Yeah. Oh, sexy Sadie. Nice. (laughs) Awesome. So, well, we do have. Oh, you know what? I still want to do my shout out. I love to do shout outs. Okay. So, obsessed slut. I decided to use their pet name instead of their real name from Australia. Wrote us. So, I'm just checking in. They ran across. Dr. Bob Rubel, and uh, saw that Dr. Bob was selling our book and chit-chatted with him for a little bit and then contacted us. So, you know, and and they um, did a donation to the podcast. And uh, people that are listening to the download of this podcast, that was who Mm -hmm. who somebody was talking about on the front end, uh, Obsessed Slut and Miss Piggy. Nice. Uh, and again, you know, it's really funny. If you listen to our earlier episodes of the podcast, I, I seem to recall I used to rant about not accepting donations yeah. and how we were going to keep it no advertising and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. And um, it's been really neat that as we've gone along and uh, the podcast has started to cost us a little bit of money to produce, just in bandwidth fees and hosting right. and all that kind of jazz. And I've mentioned it before, it's about $480 a year. Uh-huh. So it's a huge amount of money. Uh, although we do manage to spend our own money on advertising on occasion, like right. a lot of it, unfortunately, <laughs> uh, just because it's fun to do. But it's it's, it's just it's about business, of course. So it's always so it's always neat that you know people just end this the second time. So you kind of randomly out of out of thin air. So here, 
I want to pay for your hosting fees this month. But here, you know, uh, maybe this will help mm-hmm. buy you a cheeseburger. I don't know. <laughs> so it's always nice, and it's it's very sweet of them. Yes. For uh, podcast listeners who are headed or in the Chicago, Illinois area, uh, uh-huh. let us know. We will be there on October 22nd-ish. 22nd-ish. So, yeah, yes. it's that weekend. Oh, so. what I do? Oh, listeners who are actually in the chat room. Mm-hmm. On October 22nd, we reveal secret number two. Secret <laughs> number one is like six months away, but secret number two is going to be out on October 27th. Mm-hmm. And I am telling people in the chat room what it is right now. And so they're going to know, and nobody else can know. So take that. Ha-ha. <laughs> Ooh, and he's typing it now. Oh. We're getting some yays and woohoos. <laughs> so, as a matter of fact, uh, we are going to see. Um, oh, oh, oh someone's already, someone's already found it. Oh, sneaky! We will actually see Sexy Sadie in end of the end of October. End of October. So, yes, we're going to go to. Oh no, I can't remember the name of it, and she just left for a second. So, but it's in uh, Indiana, and it's a it's a Halloween gathering. Feast of Screams, I think it's I called. I think that's what it is. And I, I think I feel a little guilty about telling people on the podcast about it because we uh, we just got the last bed. Over. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, I was going to see her on Amazon. Did what I miss? Woohoo! So. Anything else, it won't be a secret anymore. Let's move on. <laughs> no more, no more. So our, um, our uh, so audience members, live people, anything you want to say before we move into our topic? So weird to be paused. We're going to have to invite you guys to the studio next time. Yeah, because there is a, a slight lag between the phone and the chat room. So we have to give them just a second. And so do I. <laughs> um, again, if you're a fan of uh, Kevin Pollock's chat show, you'll dig the buffering gag. Um, but we'll move on. Yes. Okay, so our topic of the day uh, comes from, and I'm not sure how we're, what we're going to do with the topic. So what we're going to sure. talk about oh. a little bit. In, on this podcast, I think a few times we've addressed issues with a with male sexuality. Mm-hmm. Uh, we did an episode sometime back about uh, what was it called? What was it? Orgasm, orgasmic mastery. Right. And we've talked about separating the male orgasm from the male ejaculation. Mm-hmm. And we've talked about Chuck Machaka Chaka Chak Chak's book. And we understand that. So, really interesting, we were asked if we would like to do a review for um, a product called Reviver Drive. Right. And the trick for us is that your drive doesn't really need reviving. No, no. I was getting to say my drive probably needs a little slowing down, but I'm not saying that either because I would jinx myself. Yes. I am just fine with my drive. Yes. Um, so, and I don't, it is, it's really interesting. Of course, we always have to be, you know, we, we try to be honest about who we are and what we are. And I don't have a lot of experience with people that don't have, be with women that have low sex drives. Mm-hmm. I was actually uh, 
speaking with a couple at, or at a round table of people at Coke, and somebody said, oh, Dan, come over here. You're a famous educator. Uh-huh. It's kind of, kind of weird. <laughs> <laughs> sure, whatever. Uh, they didn't hear me belting at the beginning of the podcast. Um, they said, oh, help us with this problem. And one of the women there is sharing that she has a low self, a low sex drive. Blah, 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 mm-hmm. blah, blah. And I was like, great. I mean, I know I have nothing for you. I have no clue. Right. So it's nice for us to be able to speak to somebody that does have a clue and give some information. Mm-hmm. Now, granted, some of the stuff we've had the opportunity, and, and really some of the stuff that, that we talked about was pretty interesting because it just works for anybody. Mm-hmm. And, and they do a good job of uh, making sure that they're clear that this is not some kind of a, you know, there, there's a section of the program that says if you have uh, a deep-seated psychological, physiological problem, mm-hmm. then don't just pick up, don't read the e-book, go do something else, right? Right, right. You know. But a lot of options for uh, things that, you know, otherwise, so blah, blah, blah. So what do you do to rekindle, not just shift it slightly, make it more general? What do you do, what do you recommend to rekindle romance in a relationship in general? So, see, I don't, hmm, to rekindle romance. I mean, I'm sure there's a lot of stuff that you can do that is romantic. But um, my experience, I can't go by my experience right now. I can only go by my experience from before. Mm-hmm. And, um, and see, you, know, you have wonderful experience with this. You are who this book's talking about. Right. When you were with your ex. Yes. So, and see, and that's where my brain is going because when I was with my ex, now, of course, it, it didn't necessarily, it wasn't necessarily about the ex, mm-hmm. you know, could have been. There's probably a whole combination there. But um, so he was a different person mm-hmm. than you are. The kids were smaller, so a lot of energy put into the kids right. in the household trying to make bills, you know, and um, I had not started my healing path. So you've got energy blockages there as well. So and once, um, once all that stuff changed and I did a lot of work on my healing and I embraced my sexuality mm-hmm. and you were there holding my hand, um, which we talk a lot about somewhere, yeah. <laughs> You know, you were there holding my hand and helping me bring that part of myself out. Mm-hmm. You know, that's when the drive kicked in because I think underneath a lot of fear the drive had been there, but it hadn't been embraced and was actually kind of um, parts of it were suppressed. Right. And I needed all of it for it to flower, I guess. So, you know, the the, um, the kinkiness was suppressed mm-hmm. in the past relationship. I needed the kinkiness brought out and be allowed to bloom to embrace all of my sexuality. Mm-hmm. So that was definitely part of it. Um, in that situation, and I'm trying not to talk bad about the situation, because right. like I said, there was a lot of different variables going on. But in that situation, him bringing home flowers probably wouldn't have worked. You know, there was other deeper stuff that had to be looked at to bring that drive around. How much of it, I, I, and we got this from the chat room as well, but just the depressed kinkiness, right? Um, part of the problem there is more than just the fact that you have to, you know, you can't embrace whatever kinky thing it is, but even deeper than that mm-hmm. is, 
there begins the cycle of shame. It begins the idea that you don't, um, you know, what your what turns you on isn't good. Right. So you know, and then I don't know to put that hand in hand with the the whole healing path not being started on and not even having support to start my healing path. So therefore, I don't have support with that. And then I have to suppress the kinkiness because it's actually seen as something that's bad. Mm -hmm. So between all of that, you put your walls up, and there's not going to be much that gets past that. So, you know, that was, yeah. No, that's a great point. You know, I mean, absolutely. And because, you know, my sexuality might be wrapped into my kinkiness. And my mm-hmm. thing, the thing that turns me on is cross-dressing or putting on a, uh, or flogging someone or being flogged or being talked dirty to, right? Mm-hmm. Um, if you have to suppress any of that, right, then you're suppressing your sex drive. Mm-hmm. So part of it, I think, you know, and one of the things that we certainly teach is, A, to experiment, mm-hmm. to search out different things, you know, to, you know, maybe you're normal, primarily a visual type of person. Mm-hmm. Well, see what you can do with your sense of smell. See what kind of erotic things come to you via your sense of smell. One of the classes we do, Sacred Sexuality Tetsurama, right. is very much about bringing the focus to your different senses. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's, by the way, absolutely fun. So um, it is. And, you know, someone else just uh, brought up something about um, – having to be physically affectionate without trying to jump to sex, and then their partner will warm up to sex. Uh You know, again, I've got an example of a previous relationship where any time he touched me, Mm -hmm. that meant, uh uh-oh, it's time for sex. Right. You know, so you have to be affectionate in times between sex as well and build that whole relationship, you know, and have the flow of of just touch without sex. So that when it's time for sex, you're more open to it. And absolutely, we're going to talk, and we talked with Susan about that a little bit mm-hmm. about that uh, stealth tactics, you know, and different zones, and and making that connection with somebody, and it not always being to respond by thinking, oh shit, they just want to get in my pants again. Right. To build some intimacy first, where you're inviting them into your pants. Mm-hmm. That's something that you want to do. I, I do see this though that. Uh, Two really interesting things from the chat room. One is, you know, uh, someone says, well, my mistress needs to relax, that the chores are done, that everything mm-hmm. is taken care of, and I can certainly, you know, I, I'm the same way. If It's not good for our sex life if I'm thinking about work. Mm-hmm. If I know when we go to bed, i got to get up in eight hours or seven hours or six hours when we go to bed, you know, oh, man, i got to get up tomorrow, i got to do this, got to do that, and you're trying to paw me. I know. I'm going to some sleep. Yeah, and the other thing, the uh, neat one, which uh, I'm glad I'm not the only one. And um, you know, for you, you're saying you, this is more for you. Uh, somebody in the chat room says, uh, sometimes I just need to talk for a while to get all that shit out before I can relax. Mm-hmm. Man, you are a talker. I'm a talker. I'm a, now when it's time for sex, <laughs> I'm not so much into talking. When I'm when it's time for sleep. That's yeah. when I start to relax and the shields go down and the words just start, you know, coming out. No, it's time for sex. But distraction-wise, we leave the house. Oh, yeah. There will be times that, now we talk about how we're not great swingers and stuff like that, and we're really not. We work, we, we move too slow. <laughs> but uh, we will go to a swing club for date night. 
because that is a way, um, for one, it's usually for us as a couple, it's usually cheaper than a hotel, and we're allowed to be loud. So sure. there's music, and, you know, we can change up the scenery a little bit from room to room. But um, by leaving the house, because if we're home, we feel like we should be doing something, you know, between the presentations, the writing, the podcasts, the, you know, just everything going on. So, ooh, yeah, and, and, and that's a good thing. <laughs> Switching it up, going to, uh, what did you find? Well, someone was talking about, um, yeah, that it's not good around uh, watching TV and stuff like that. So <laughs> CSI could be online or whatever. Really interesting. <laughs> Somebody watched Dexter before. Um, it's not so hot now. <laughs> so that would be a little concerning. Um, <laughs> Yeah, so like you were saying, we do like we go to the swing club or something. Mm-hmm. We don't go there to meet people. We go there to because it doesn't have to be a swing club. It can be anywhere, but to take ourselves out of the pattern of what do I have to get done. Right. So that my focus is the only thing I have to get done is do you. Mm-hmm. Wow. <laughs> I like that idea. Um, so can I do you in return? <laughs> um, we can all do each other. Yay. And we can do the, the uh, people in the chat rooms too as well. Ooh, yummy treat. So that's about it. We'll go ahead and play our topic, uh, or we'll play the interview that we have with Susan Bratton and uh, fascinating stuff. Mm -hmm. And just in case things ever get a little chill around here, and it's a wonderful program. We haven't talked too much about our program yet, but uh, because we talked about it during the interview, obviously. But I'm just going to keep that in my back pocket of everything. You know, if it slows down around here, I'm going to pull out some stealth techniques and some zone addressing, and you'll be like, ooh, you're, you're warm all over again, sweetie bee. Aww. <laughs> all right, and then we turn on, I turn on this one. Does it think it's recording? Does it act like, oh, I wonder if it's been recording this whole time, too. Ha, <laughs> I'll be damned. I have no clue what I'm doing, apparently. Huh, I said that out loud, too. <laughs> <laughs> All right, five, five second pause and then we'll get going. Oh, I like this. You do have a list of questions. Cool. Yeah. Normally we would. Oh, and one of the questions is one I was going to have for you. Darn. <laughs> right to the five second pause. I was doing it now. <laughs> we're never going to make it on personal life media the way we're going. Jeez. All right, five second pause and away we go. So, Don, tonight on the podcast we have Susan Bratton. Yes. She is joining us from her own podcast and podcast, almost, I almost want to say podcast empire, Personal <laughs> Life Media. So, uh, our good friend Francesca has a podcast over there. Oh, that's right. As well as the Buddhist Geeks and some of my other favorite podcasts. Sweet. Susan, you, uh, you corral all these people, right? Well, they corral themselves, actually. Um, We have a content management system at Personal Life Media, so our hosts can just upload their own shows themselves. But what we wanted to talk to you about tonight was, uh, so some time ago, Don, you and I interviewed Tallulah, Mm -hmm. and that that. was on making your, uh, (laughs) now what's a nice way to say this? I don't want to embarrass Susan. Ejaculatory Uh, orgasms. I was going to say sloshy pussy, but but that's (laughs) good You must have a much higher class podcast than we do, Susan. Um, so now you've gotten together with a bunch of – and 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 let's also mention, do you remember a long uh, – way back on episode 27, we Uh-oh. interviewed um, 
Dustin. Dustin Garrick. Dustin Garrick. Orgasmic yes. Mastery. Yes. Yeah, yes. you talked about that last week. We didn't. Oh. You've been going in the Wayback oh. Machine for a while now. <laughs> so this is what old people do, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> so you brought both those people together, along with a bunch of other people, and you have a new dealio, Revive Her Drive. Tell me about that. I do. Uh, so my husband, Tim, and I uh, started the podcast network about five years ago. And uh, from there, w- the sensuality podcasts were very popular. But uh, we also wanted to move into information products and give people even more than just a weekly show to listen to, to learn things. People wanted a sy- systematic process to gain new skills. And we really like publishing and digitally downloading content. So we started to build a portfolio of uh, online products in a, in a membership site. And uh, we started out with all kinds of products like the Meaning Solution, Speak Up with Power and Influence, Masterful Techniques that Teach You How to Meditate. And then we also started some sensual products like Tallulah's product, which uh, her first one was called Squirt Your Heart Out. Then she developed, I love that name. I think it might be the best name we've ever named anything. She, we, we did uh, Squirt Your Heart Out, Female Liquid Orgasm, and uh, Keep Her Coming. Those are her three products. And then we worked with Dr. Patty Taylor, who you haven't had on the show yet and you would absolutely love her too. She created Expand Her Orgasm Tonight for us, which is uh, the orgasmic meditation expanded orgasm stroking technique uh, program. Mm-hmm. And then we launched the Seduction Trilogy with Dr. Patty called Seducer Tonight, The Seduction Accelerator, and Be Her Sexual Trainer, which, Dan, I know you'd like that. <laughs> and uh, so then we would sell all these products. And Tim and I do all our customer support. We like to know why people either don't want it, don't like it, want to return it. And the number one reason people would, when they did send back, which was not very often, was because we'd get these calls like, my wife is making me give, making me send this back or I'm sending this back. I need my money refunded immediately. You know, like it wasn't going so well, the whole sex thing in there. So we said, we need to teach guys how to turn their wives on, you know, like there's all this seduction stuff for pickup and attraction and dating and singles. But what does a guy do if he's spent 1,243 nights with his woman? What is he going to do to keep erotically awakening her? Yeah, baby. And So that's why you made the product Reviver Drive? I'm, we made the product because we realized there's a massive need in the market. We started to do some research and over 80% of the guys that we queried on our list of like 60,000 guys, you know, we would we had nearly 1,000 guys uh, respond to a survey in a couple of weeks and they said, eight, over 80% of them said, I'm frustrated, I'm dissatisfied, I'm bored with my sex life. My woman won't do what I want her to do, you know, that kind of stuff. And we said, ah, these boys need some skills. They need some technologies. They need some techniques. And so uh, we realized that it's very different to seduce someone over and over and over again. What's that like? How do you keep a relationship on what I call an upward pleasure spiral? You know, how do you keep it getting better and better and better? And so I picked my dozen favorite sexperts and I asked them that question. And then I, I listened to everything they said. I did a dozen interviews, really, really well-produced organized, planned out interviews. And I, I read through, I had them transcribed and I read through everything and I, th- I said, okay, here's what they're saying. Like it all comes down to four basic things. Like everybody's kind of saying the same thing, using different words. Not everybody's saying all four, but 
to a person. These are the things. There were two skills and two conditions that needed to be in a relationship for a woman to want to keep making new sensual trysts with her man. Okay. And so we built oh. the product around it. I'll bite. I'll bite. Or, or do I? Or can you tell me? What's do you want to bite or do you want to lick? Well, <laughs> one of each. But okay. then, <laughs> yeah. So can you tell me what the two conditions and two skills that you say every man needs are? Or do I have to buy the program for you to answer that question? Well, first of all, I gave you the program. Secondly, I'll tell you anything. <laughs> I'll tell you anything, anytime. So yeah, the, the two skills, if you will, are... Um, well, let me start with the two conditions because first you've got to you've got to you've got to deal with this. The thing that we saw most commonly in rela- long term relationships, even after a couple of years, because the, the oxytocin and the vasopressin they start to decline, and women aren't as turned on by their man anymore. So, like when nature stops working, he has to step in. So the first thing is he has to overcome any resistance issues she has, whatever they are: body shame, guilt, religious upbringing, cultural, you know, situation, whatever. And there are some very specific things a man can do. And often a woman has a lot of different issues and it depends on the day of the week as to which issue it is. Does my butt feel too big today? And how am I, am I stressed or tired the next day? So how do, you, how do you move her into her sensual self and overcome those resistance issues? The second thing is polarity. Uh, this is what happens when, you know, people aren't in a master-slave relationship. They're in a equality relationship where they're supposed to be equal and it's supposed to be balanced and well where does the woman or where does the woman surrender where you know how does she let go into her sensuality and so guys have kind of lost that polarity in their sexual part of their relationship and so we spend a lot of time teaching them how to get that masculine feminine balance back you know a lot of times women are in control of the sex life they say how much, when, where, how, which thing it's going to be. And usually it's not much ever when, it, you know, when you're in a relationship for a long time. And so we teach them how to do that. So the conditions are helping her overcome her resistance and creating that polarity. And the skills are using seduction that is female-friendly, positive psychology that romances a woman the way she wants to be romanced. And there are a lot of different things I can tell you more about them uh, that a man can do to do that kind of seductive psychology with his woman. And they're all things she's desperately wanting him to do, but he's a dude and he doesn't know how to do it. So we tell him. And then uh, the fourth one is advanced sexual mastery systems. It's kind of like getting your MBA in a woman's arousal. Like, how does her body actually work? You know, what's her erectile tissue network? Mm -hmm. You know, instead of like, how do you find her clitoris? It's how does a woman's body become aroused? And what can you do as the man who is now in charge of leading her into her sensuality? How can you help her experience more sensation and more pleasure in her body, but go about it in the right? way, you know, from the outside in, use her mind and her heart, not just go straight for her yoni. And so it's a lot of those kinds of things. And it's just a ton, because there's a dozen experts, it's a ton of different skills, because there are so many different perspectives from so many different kinds of people that they can say, all right, here's what I need to do. And then I'm going to do this thing, this thing, this thing, this thing, and they can pick what they want, because everybody needs to have a kind of a personalized plan. You know, every Every relationship comes with what I call its history and its hungers, and they're unique. 
So I have a question. Um, now, with the people that you've talked to and the studies that you've done, are these guys willing to put the energy into doing this? Because I was going to say, I don't really know of anybody that has this problem with the, the women not having the sex drive until I thought of how many times I've been hit on by the guys that say, my wife just doesn't understand. So does it sound like, has the feedback been that they, that they want to invest the time instead of just stepping out? Yeah. As a matter of fact, often the reason a man steps out is because he isn't getting that affection and that lovemaking that he wants. And he's still in love with his wife, but he can't figure out how to reconnect at a physical and intimate level. And so the last thing he really wants to do is cheat. He's almost forced to do it in some ways. You know what I mean? To like stay in his relationship but still get what he needs. And that's a really difficult situation too. So men are absolutely willing to do the work. I mean, not not having the love making with the woman that they live with is, you know, for many men, a, a damning existence. And so, yeah, it's, they're willing to do it. They're willing to figure it out. As a matter of fact, most guys are like, just tell me what to do. Mm -hmm. Awesome. <laughs> about the I mean, pretty much I go anywhere and they're like, so what do you do? And I go, well, my latest product is Revive or Drive. And they're like, okay, uh, right. hang on. I got to get a piece of paper. Tell me what to do. Exactly. You know what? And, and yeah, and I actually know of someone that would put the energy into this. So. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. 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 And, and we're, Obviously, Don and I are very fortunate that we run into circles with people that are somewhat sexually liberated, but we both came from mm -hmm. a life that was a little <laughs> more normal and, you know, the, the normal challenges that people face. Absolutely. So I want some, I want to get in Don's pants tonight. Do you have any? I thought you already got in your pants earlier today. Well, you people are yes. wasting a lot of time with all this sexing. <laughs> do you have, so give me, give me an example. What can I do? Give me an example of one of the things that I can do to make Dawn or as somebody immediately receptive. Okay, so Dawn doesn't count because she's already receptive. No, so Dawn, we really count. <laughs> Dawn is just a little bit too slutty for this example. <laughs> Yay! So but for a guy who, you know, the last time his woman made love to him was, you know, when his son was conceived and his son's four years old. Here's where he starts, right? I thought you were going to say 40. <laughs> and he's still in diapers. <laughs> That's a bad image I got in my head now. Ooh, I got to shake that out. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so um, a couple of things. One, I give away a book called Stealth Turnaround Tricks. And, if I, and I titled it that because guys love stealth and ninja and tricks and things like that. If I were to, if I were going to give this book to a woman, I could literally just put a new name on the book and call it the 10 ro most romantic things you want your man to do to you. Do you know what I mean? Like it's, right. it's really just teaching guys the things we want as women, especially if we're not super hot for you and we're kind of cold and distant. What are we looking for? How do you move us forward into our sensual selves? So a big one is um, that you're really just going to spend your time reawakening her to her own senses, her own sensuality. You're, you know, you can't start often with touch, but you could sure cover her eyes and slip a little piece of chocolate in her mouth and ask her to tell you how good it tastes. Or you could whisper some really sweet thing in a low voice in her ear, like telling her how unbelievably beautiful she has always been and is still to you, you know, things like that. You know, uh, gonna, and, and little things like that. You know, yeah. I want to uh, remind our sluttier audience that those are still wonderful things that we could do with our partners. Absolutely. Even if it's, you know, 
uh, a relationship where it's not necessarily there's a lack, but um, there will be if you forget to do that stuff. Exactly. Another one for women is that's really big is eye gazing, looking her in the eyes. Like just, just put your arms around her and look in her eyes for a minute. Because a lot of times when the intimacy is strained, you're not looking at each other. You're living with each other and you're not looking at each other. Another one is something we call claiming her. Uh, you know how when Dawn is standing someplace and you walk up to her and you just put your hand on the small of her back or you're driving someplace and you reach over and you put your hand on her thigh? Mm-hmm. That's, that is claiming. That gets your, uh, you know, your skin receptors feeling again. It, it creates that connection of, of body to body. And it also is like a, I have you and you're mine. And that goes back to polarity, which is what most women in relationship, in heterosexual, monogamous relationships, they want that, you know, I've got you, baby feeling mm-hmm. so no. those are some things and no, i did read i uh, go ahead Don, no i was just going to say that in our relationship since we have the power exchange this might turn some people off but dan would even come up behind me and whisper in my ear mine you mm-hmm. know and so it's not the creepy possessiveness type of thing you know it's the it was <laughs> of more, course not. it was yeah it was the more of the the claiming and yeah that's very powerful what are the so I'm going to pick on you a little bit, Susan, and, and I'm, not, I'm not picking on you, but our audience is very diverse, a very wide audience. I remember reading, I read the material, I read, I will say I read most of the material, and when we actually talk, nice. break down the product a little bit, I, it's huge what you're providing. I mean, there's audio stuff, there's uh, 12, 15 booklets within there, we'll get to that in a second, but a, a lot of the stuff about polarity, and that makes sense to me, but it kind of implies that this is a product for a uh, a hetero male female egalitarian type couple. relationship yeah yes hetero monogamous mainstream right. product okay yep that's i have to um i got a kid in high school i got to send her to college i need a mass market product um if i went into any uh vertical niches with this product i wouldn't be as uh professionally successful uh so my business is selling to uh people all over the world who are still in uh monogamous heterosexual relationships okay Makes sense. <laughs> Nothing to I'm a there. sexy little businesswoman, <laughs> Dan and Dawn. There you go. And the other one, now, one more I want to ask you about along those, along the um, this line is the um, I'm sorry, the stealth tricks. Yeah, right. Um, there's a little bit of me that's a, a little bit concerned that is there anywhere along the way that we're establishing that the female really does want to have her drive revived and that these these stealth tricks and I understand that we're just using that because it sounds good to guys and it does yep. but that it's um, somewhat non-consensual or that we really that these that the women in our life really do want their drive revived is there a point where we determine that in this process process yeah those are good questions um, even even the name of the product revive her drive like well is it her fault uh, I, I totally get all of that. And uh, I've been studying uh, copywriting and marketing. And I, I had to do, I have rewritten the marketing materials for Revive Her Drive uh, 
complete rewrites from the ground up four or five times. Not the product itself, because the product itself is awesome. It's seduction for men in relationships. That's what it is. It's seduction skills for men. Uh, and the thing is that men don't get taught this information. So their women are like, ugh, you're boring. Get off me. I've been there, done that. You know what right, I mean? And right. so honestly, my my here's here's what ca- catches me and i like that you're busting my ass on this i honestly do thank you i'm, t- I'm going to be totally transparent about it um no but i mean it's a really reasonable question because uh the thing is that if i said the truth which is dudes you need to get your shit together and learn how to seduce your woman because uh if she's not interested in you you're probably not doing it right. If I say that, here's how many here's how many things I sell. Zero. Sure. Uh, my kid does my kid doesn't even get to go to community college. You know what I mean? And so uh, when I started out with the it's your sexless marriage, it must be horrible. Let me help you. No one bought the product. Mm-hmm. Then I said it's seduction advice for men in relationship, and uh, you know tr- try this. Uh, sold a little bit. Then I moved into more like uh, your sex life is pretty good, but you could take it even higher. And guys started to buy the product. What they wanted was they're in denial, like a lot of guys are in pretty dismal situations, but they don't want you to know that. They don't want to think about that. And I, as a woman trying to create a product for guys, I had to really get empathetic with their plight. You know, it's not for me to point out like how bad it is. It's for me to say, you can be motivated and inspired wherever you are in your relationship to make it better. I know you love your woman and I want you to have some skills and some techniques and some high level understanding of how you can actually love and open her to her own pleasurable body, you know? And and so it's taken me six months of working so hard to figure out how to even support the women in the world through teaching their men how to give them some romance and affection and sensuality. And that's really my goal. And if I have to figure out that they'll, that, that they'll, I'll get a 34% increase in people downloading the same information, which is how to romance your woman the way she wants to be romanced. If I call it stealth turnaround tricks versus how to romance your woman, I'm going to do it. Sure. And so, it is absolutely valuable information. And now that I, I don't think I was uh, writing your ass. I think oh, I was it. just teasing <laughs> you. Oh, I was just teasing. You like to be teased back, don't you? I assumed I was busting your chops. Like, we could talk about writing your ass on a different podcast. Be, <laughs> oh. That would do my listenership good. I don't know about yours. Can I um, watch? but the funny thing is as i asked that question the answer is actually because i have gone through the material so the the overview so i I love the fact that when i first opened this up there's there's the four core books then there's 12 audio books and ebooks and then there's solution anthologies and then there's even a teleseminar and some more stuff but it starts off with the fast path guide which i definitely needed it has little check boxes that says start here do this do this. Now read this. Read this. And it gives you some leeway if you want to jump around. Now, to what do we, we were just talking about, there is clearly a, uh, one of the core books is, is Her Sex Drive Repairable? And yeah. I did read that. And you do address that um, this is useful for some people, but there are situations where you need to go a little bit further than this material. And you, you point that out. You say maybe, you know, there are situations where there's um, perhaps some trauma that is 
outside of the day-to-day, -day, normal, everyday human realm that um, people need to look at. So you, you do address that, and I do appreciate that. So I want to be clear that you, do, you don't just claim that you're going to get in anybody's pants. You're, and it's very much taken from a, uh, a loving perspective. Absolutely. Somebody that wants to bond with their partner. I really like Don's question because I know a lot of people, uh, unfortunately, that have ended up cheating on their spouses simply because they're, they don't know how to communicate what they want with their spouse. They, have, they don't know how to say, you know, if you, if you would, uh, not to be crass, but if you would take a shower once in a while, or if you would treat, if you'd let me talk when I want to talk, if you'd stroke my hair on occasion, that puts me in the mood. So, and that's neat stuff that I found in here too. The, um, so now that I've done that bit, you, Don, you just have ass loads of things written down, so slap a question in there while I uh, read about your erotic adventures. Oh, you're reading about erotic adventures. So, well, I'm not exactly sure what I have left. Got me on a good one. Well, I could tell oh. you something if you want me to. Please do. Oh, absolutely. Okay. So um, I like to give away, so first of all, thank you for noticing that it's very hard focused. And uh, really what I am doing is teaching married guys and guys in long-term relationships how to seduce their woman the way she'd like to be seduced. That's the whole strategy of the product. And one of the things that I thought would be really helpful for guys, like you said, uh, Dawn, you said, you know, are guys really willing to do this? Well, it's, a, it's actually a pretty considered decision to go in and monkey with your sex life. And so um, I put together one of the, the kind of collections of the dozen experts was when I noticed that they would explain typical mistakes men make in relationship that actually destroy her arousal, I put together, I, I edited all of those clips together so that, uh, and I give it away for free. So if you go to Reviver Drive, there's a thing on the top navigation that says free gifts. <laughs> and <laughs> that's one of the audios. It's just um, a, a selection of mistakes that people were saying. And so I could tell you a couple of those mistakes that, that men tend to make in relationship where they think they're doing the right thing and it's actually backfiring on them and destroying the connection they're working to, to make. I can think of a few, but tell me what you got. <laughs> okay. Maybe we should just take turns. <laughs> well, um, one of them was uh, by Alex Allman and I love him. He's a, he's a beautiful man. As a matter of fact, when I, when I interviewed him for Revive Her Drive, when we were done, I said, all right, well, I'm now officially and completely head over heels in love with you. I mean, he's just <laughs> such a beautiful man. And, 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 what, and his, his, the thing about Reviver Drive is when you listen to those audios, they're really motivating. I mean, that, it makes you like, okay, I can do this. And one of the things he said was, um, a lot of guys focus on a baby. I'm totally focused on your pleasure. You know, all I want you to do is have a good time. Like, I'm putting you first. And uh, it puts so much pressure on her yeah. to perform. And they think, I, you know, I just, I'm, I'm happy if you're happy. And in reality, that backfires. And the other thing that happens is that if he doesn't show his pleasure, mm -hmm. like the idea is he goes first. First, he exhibits pleasure by being with her. And then she feels like, oh, I'm doing a good job. That moves, you know, that brings her forward. As a matter of fact, on, uh, we were talking about Destin Garrett because we were, you know, you had him on recently. You talked about him last week. And um, Destin and I, in the audio interview we do, we moan together. I do it with Sherry Winston as well because a lot of guys are really quiet when they're making love to their woman. She can't hear you having fun. So she doesn't know what's going on. Right. And so there are a lot 
lot of really masculine ways a man can make noise when he's feeling that pleasure to give her feedback. And so that was one of the things that Sherry and I did and Destin and I did was we just moaned on the thing. Like, here's a moan you can do. Here's a, here's a way you can grunt. Here's a way, you know. <laughs> nice. And um, I think that makes a big difference too. So not just putting your all your like pressure on her and not having that goal of making her feel pleasure. You right. Know? Well, it ends up feeling, I, for me, it ends up feeling like they think I'm a selfish person. When in reality... I just want to give, you know, mm -hmm. so it's so exactly what you're saying is true. If I know, hell, if he leaves his socks on, I'm excited because that means he was so excited about being with me. He Aww. didn't think to take his socks off. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's little things like that. It's good. Yeah. So, but my feet get cold easy Your feet too. get cold. <laughs> I love when you leave your socks on. I love when you leave your pants on. So <laughs> it's just hot. So so one now one of the things that um, I can think of, and I can only think of one thing. So we're, we'll only switch for a second. Is when the only time that they touch their woman is when they want to have sex. Yeah. So when he walks into the kitchen and he rubs your back, it's like all oh, crap. You know. <laughs> you actually, um, I, and that's actually addressed in here. Is it? And I just got to that part. I didn't actually get finished reading it, but you refer to uh, approaching as you go to Reviver Drive, approaching slowly, working through zones. Yeah, that's that was the next one I was going to talk. Jeez, Dan, you are good, man. Okay, gold star, big gold star for Dan today. So zone theory, that's Sherry Winston. Sherry wrote the best book I read last year. It's called, it's called Women's Anatomy of Arousal. And what she essentially does is give you a master's degree in women's arousal at a body level. Um, she really explains how a, how a woman's whole body gets turned on, what the erectile tissue network is like and where it is. And in her concept of zone theory, she says there's zone three, two, and one. Zone three is your extremities and zone two is things uh, like your neck and the inside of your thigh, you know, what you would call erogenous zones. And then zone one is your genitals, your nipples, your lips, you know, the, the specific sex organs, if you will. And so uh, for a lot of guys, what they, the way they would like to be aroused and turned on is that you would approach them straight on, you would take both hands and put them both on their penis. And then for a bonus, you would stick your mouth on top and they would be aroused. For a woman, that's the exact opposite. If, she, if you came at her with both hands to her yoni, she'd be like, ah, get away from me. That's too much. Jeez, take your time, you know? Mm -hmm. And so it's about moving in, moving out from the, moving from the outside into the center with a woman. And that's something that simple for a lot of guys is, you know, like, Oh, pretty mind-blowing. You know, foreplay is still, what is foreplay? Is that when I stroke you on the outside of your yoni? <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny because as you're saying that, I'm sitting there going, really? But I have both Dawn and we have a guest uh, who happens to be female as well listening in, and they're both sitting there nodding their heads like, oh, yeah, yeah everybody well, does that. Well, Dan actually uses a, a phrase sometimes when we talk to people and that you're like straw. And I'm like boiling water. Yes. So he catches on fire very instantly. Poof. Yeah. Whereas it takes me a little bit to uh, start boiling. But once I'm rolling, haha. -ha. <laughs> it just gets better and yes. better and better every time. So, <laughs> absolutely. So I do want to mention, though, with the, um, the actual um, part of what the program is, is the um, 
the ebooks, and these damn things are gorgeous. I don't know who does them for you, but they are they're just they're just beautiful looking. Thank you, darling. Hey, oh, I ordered your book today. Oh, I did you? I'm awesome. super psyched to see your new book. Well, Yay. it's going to look like shit compared to your book. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, just seriously. I'm, and one of the things I have, uh, most of these stuff, it's downloadable ebooks. And uh, I have often run into ebooks that are less quality based than their shit, is yeah. what I guess I'm trying to say. But these are all beautiful, they're very well laid out. There's uh, there's highlighting where there needs to be highlighting. There's pretty it's, pictures in it's there. It's very visual. So I'm a very visual person. Yeah. It's really important for me to make things uh, visually beautiful. I just need that. I'm some fussy that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's why I, I don't like the textbook look of some. You know, like I said, this one is more. This one's more like magazine looking. Is what Thank I want to say. So yeah, very easy to read. It looks very good on an iPad, and that's how mm-hmm. I've been reading it. And I've been awesome. reading it via the iBooks as well. And it comes out, oh, look, honey. Oh, the dice. The dice, the kinky dice. Sorry, we're, <laughs> we're going through the, the book pages. and saying, oh, look at this. Look at this. <laughs> I enjoy picking the uh, the illustrations. I enjoy uh, selecting the photos for the books. Nice. So yeah. they are Thank helpful. you. Thanks so much. That makes me feel really good. I, I wanted it to be real a, be- a beautiful experience. Um, I really like to sell all over the world. I want everyone to have access. And mm-hmm. so uh, our customers are everywhere from Kuala Lumpur to Dubai to Stockholm to Sydney. You know, they're all over. Mm-hmm. And um, it's just too difficult to have physical goods shipped all over and DVDs and things like that. Now, this particular product doesn't have video, but Expand Her Orgasm Tonight and Female Liquid Orgasm, those are, you know, they have stroke technique videos in them and things like that. And it's all accessible online. So it keeps the trees, you know, trees happy and the iPads happy and everybody all over the world happy. And, and I have to admit, if you're feeling a little uh, funny about having this material prior to, you know, maybe you want to read it before you let your partner know you have it, by having it in an ebook format, it's, it's not laying around. Yeah, you, but that's you, can, why you can read it on your break at work and not sure. have the cover <laughs> right there like for everybody. So, so Susan, what, tell me real quick, what is it, if somebody says, all right, I'm going to give this a try, give me a summary of what it is that I'm actually purchasing. There's sure. like 18 ebooks, and there's this and there's that. Yeah. So it's uh, Reviver Drive and it's a membership site. And uh, you have everything in a, a storage locker so you can access it online from any web browser anywhere. Or you can download the ebooks and print them out or put them on your iPad or your iPhone or your Kindle. And you can also download all the audio onto your MP3 player or your smartphone to listen on the go. And what I've done is done a series of a dozen interviews with experts. I've taken specific issues and put uh, collections together like uh, overcome her resistance, marital passion, trust and surrender, uh, lifelong passion, seductive sexuality, uh, so that a person could take kind of the key issues and listen to everybody's opinion in one place, as well as then going in and listening to an individual's interview. Like you could hear Tallulah, we talk about erotic adventures, or David Van Eric with sexual sticking points. You know, each one of them has an expertise in something. I really liked Adam Galad's interview uh, about erotic communication because words, verbal, is very, very big for women, much more so than men. Men are more visual. Women are more verbal in general. And so a man who knows how to speak to her, his woman like whispering in her ear every time he makes love to her or does anything, it just gets better. It's 
kind of starts to. Or telling her what she's about to experience as he's doing it to her. <laughs> Super hot. You're about to f- you're about to get this thing to go here and you know. And so it's um those kinds of things are really really helpful for for women. So you you can access it online or you can download it and take it all with you whatever you want. And um there's ebooks and there's audio and uh like you said, Dan, there's a fast path guide so you can get my help get started or you can just cherry pick to your heart's content you know whatever looks good to you and, and I will say looking at the title of the, the 12 ebooks uh, and audio sessions that's part of it uh, a lot of those would make great interviews by the way if you want to tell people that I'd love to have people on to talk about and and there's one of them on there which I is kind of a, the big one around my house is the key to one of the big keys is surrender and trust and that's one yes. that uh, we definitely want to have yeah, so a lot of the, the topics would be make wonderful podcast episodes on their own. Hint, hint, nudge, nudge. Yeah, definitely. I'll introduce you to everybody. It would be my pleasure to connect you with anyone you don't know uh, from those experts. Because, you know, I've taken a lot of sexuality workshops and I've read hundreds of books. I've spent years studying this as the two of you have. You know, you're extremely literate and well-read and highly informed people. And so after you've been doing this and studying this world for a while, you get a sense of who really has that heart folk, you know, that heart centered, but I like, I'm very practical. Like you are, you know, give me three things I can do tonight. Like that's important, you know? (laughs) So, uh, we're, I think we're aligned in that way. So no wonder it appeals to you too, because I think we're similar in that way. And I, I picked people, I thought, yeah, these are, these are people who will have a diverse experience like, um, John Alanis, you know, he's an ex Marine turned masculinity coach. (laughs) And, uh, when he talks, you listen, you know, he's definitely super masculine guy, you know, so I didn't want it to be all airy fairy. I wanted it to be something that would be real and usable for a guy, you know. Very cool. (laughs) All right. So I'm hooked. Where do I? Oh, well, I've already got it, as you mentioned. You Um, get everything from me for free for the rest of your life. A (laughs) hundred thousand percent. Okay, you've left him speechless. (laughs) That doesn't happen too often. (laughs) Well done, well done. Uh, uh, where, if I am listening at home, what do I do now? If I want to find out more, just go to reviveherdrive.com and go to the free gift, free gifts and get them. You know, enjoy them. Make sure it's right for you. I just want to make sure that people feel really comfortable that my, you know, that my product and my style is going to be right for them. In the uh, there's another there's three books. There's, so there's the 21 deadly mistakes men in relationship make that destroy her arousal. That's the audio sampler, so you can hear all the all the different experts that I've interviewed. And then there's the stealth turnaround tricks. That's the 10 things she wishes you do that romance her. And then there's another book called Is Her Sex Drive Repairable? And uh, it, the subtitle is The Blue Ball Diaries. It's the story of four guys <laughs> in the four most common scenarios who are able to use the various techniques in the product to return to more passion with their woman. But it also has the four questions you could ask yourself because a lot of guys can't even talk to their woman anymore about sex. You know, she just doesn't want to talk about it. So, 
you ask yourself, you answer these four questions to know whether or not this product could work for you. And then I also explain those two conditions and those two skills. And so they come right out of the product. I just give away parts of the product so that a guy can download them and say, all right, I like this or, oh my God, no way am I doing this, you know, and I totally respect that. That's why I give away three things so a guy can try it out. And I also, I also have a webinar that you can link to off the website that it goes into more detail if you want a, a, a real explanation of not only how you got where you are, but how to get out of the hole you're in. And uh, so that's a really nice, very, very empathetic uh, webinar that's uh, full of content. Very cool. Very cool. All right. Well, and I, I will say, Susan, I do want to compliment you on this. You are both uh, realistic about the fact that you have, as you mentioned, a child to put through school and yeah. that, you know, and that um, there is a ethical approach to this that can include uh, supporting yourself and supporting personal life media. And uh, you don't make any bones about that. And I really appreciate that. I don't like, you know, it, you put a lot of work into this. So that makes it, to me, that makes it reasonable to, uh, to charge a couple bucks for it. There's nothing wrong with that. And, oh, no. um, and so, I think you have to meet people where they are. That's what I'm trying to do, Dan. I'm trying to meet the most people where they are. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's great. Fabulous. Thank you, darling. Yeah. Okay. This has been awesome. This has been awesome. Say hi to Tallulah and Destin Forrest if you see them or something. And I have oh, someone, I will. I'm going to have someone that I recommend this to because he keeps asking me questions about how Dan revived me. And I'm like, he's just good. <laughs> so... <laughs> Thank you, honey. I'll take that. Thank you very much, honey. Well, Dan has sexual vision. He's a leader. He's got masculinity, so he's got his polarity in place. And uh, that uh, that is such a big thing. And that and Dan, you really do represent so beautifully those attributes that you know get they get. they get waylaid for a lot of guys, and it's because uh, it's because we have an equality-based culture now. And uh, so, I I thank you for being a good example of a, a man who's willing to have that sexual vision with his woman. That's a very appealing thing about the two of you. Now you have not only left me speechless earlier, but now you have made me blush. So we need to put an end to this. (laughs) Yes, I cannot stand if you're nice to me any longer. You must leave now. (laughs) Susan, it's been a pleasure to talk. Stop snorting. (laughs) It's been a pleasure to talk to you tonight, and I hope that people do go check it out. And, and, you know, if you come across anybody that uh, buys the product and goes through the whole thing and – I would love to have them as a guest on the podcast and let, let us know what that experience was like for them. Nice. I'll do it. Thank you. All right. Have a fantastic evening. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Now, about that do anything for me thing, I think we could talk about that a little bit more. And that is the show um, for today. That is. It was short and sweet. So thank you, everybody, who joined us in the chat room. Hope you had a good time. And don't know when the next live show will be. You'll have to find out. It was pretty harmless. It was pretty pretty smooth. So I guess now we get to do the inbound. Want to have your product, event, charity, or services, the first thing listeners hear about on our podcast? Make a donation to the podcast. And the first 
front end of the podcast is all yours. Reaching listeners around the world. Contact Dan and Don at eroticawakening.com. And did you know you can buy the new highly acclaimed book, Living MS by Dan and Dawn? <laughs> or support them by buying Erotic Awakening t-shirts, messenger bags, or coffee mugs. All items can be found by simply visiting the shop and support page of the Erotic Awakening website. Any dollar and 20 cents we make from anything sold on the site goes directly back into the continuing educational mission of Erotic Awakening. When I came down there, I hear your toys from the Keyshawn. Yay! The Keyshawn provides quality merchandise at affordable prices and various features, BDSM, implements, ladies, for lifestyles, my lifestyles, yes, I'm so better slightly. <laughs> Visit them online at www.thekeyshawn.com. <laughs> That's all I lost you. Yes, you can shop too. <laughs> Much of music heard on Erotic Awakening is provided by Pocket Universe. For music that has been crafted and designed specifically for scenes that can range from sensual to dynamic BDSM. Visit them at www.pocketuniversemusic.com. Bye, Don. Bye, Dan.